This episode of On the Record is brought to you by Associated Equipment Distributors. I'm Executive Editor Kim Schmidt. Welcome to On the Record. Here's an update on what's currently impacting the ag equipment industry. This year's Ag Equipment Intelligence Dealer Business Outlook and Trend Survey saw a notable drop-off in optimism in dealers' new and used whole goods revenue forecasts. This, alongside a sharp increase in parts and service revenue optimism, shows just how strongly equipment shortages and price increases have changed dealers' future expectations. New whole goods revenue projections were the most negative in this year's study. Nearly half of all surveyed dealers are forecasting some degree of new whole goods revenue decline in 2023, versus 21% who said the same thing last year. The percentage forecasting a decline of 8% or greater more than quadrupled from 5.4% last year to 25.3% this year. Less than a quarter of dealers are forecasting a revenue increase of 2% or more. Outlook on used equipment revenue growth was down as well, though less severely than with new whole goods. Almost 32% of dealers are forecasting an increase down from 49.1% last year. Slightly more dealers held a neutral view on used revenue at 37%, up from 31.8% last year. Almost 32% of dealers forecast their used equipment revenue down 2% or more, up from 19.1% last year. Parts revenue forecasts were up year over year, an impressive feat given last year's forecasts were already remarkably positive. A little over 75% of dealers are forecasting at least a 2% increase in their parts revenue for next year. This was slightly above the 71.8% who said the same last year. Some 26% of dealers are forecasting an increase of 8% or more. Almost three-fourths of surveyed dealers are forecasting a service revenue increase for 2023, up from 70.9% who said the same last year. In this increase, the percentage forecasting an increase of 8% or more rose from 17.3% to 21.6%. The full report, including a breakdown by MajorLine OEM, will be available in October. This week's dealers on the move include Agritier and Taylor Implement. Echo dealers Binkley and Hearst and MM Weaver will finalize their merger on October 1st to form the new seven-store dealership Agritier. Taylor Implement, a Class and Coyote dealer, recently broke ground on its fourth location in Grande, Colorado. Now here's Noah Newman, who is taking over the technology corner as Michaela Pockner moves into a new role. Thanks, Kim. Noah Newman here in the Technology Corner talking today about the AMVAC SimPass system, which is taking prescription application to a whole new level. Retailers and farmers got an up-close look at the new technology during a special summit in Rockford, Illinois this past week. SimPass stands for Smart Integrated Multi-Product Prescription Application System. Now, it's an aftermarket system that can be put on most planters, 22-inch or wider rows, that allows growers to prescriptively apply up to three products per row. How does it work? Well, AMVAC breaks it down into three steps. Step number one, prescribe. Get custom prescriptions from retailers or agronomists. Step number two, apply. Exactly what's needed, precisely where it's needed. And the third step, return. Return all product cartridges to the retailer. Now, every cartridge has a smart tag with an RFID chip that keeps a record of what products have been in the cartridge and the amount used. So farmers can be charged by the acre, not charged by the entire container. 
Jim Lappin, Director, Simpass Product Portfolio Alliances. I caught up with him. He tells me the goal is to eventually have over 30 products in the AMVAC Simpass portfolio, stuff like micronutrients, fungicides, insecticides. And Caleb Schultz, who's the Precision Ag Channel Retail Lead, tells me that expanding portfolio is exactly what customers are excited about. We think that's really going to drive the adoption of, of the system as we bring a lot of products into the portfolio. You know, when you have three opportunities uh, on a pass at planting, you know, that really opens up a, a farmer's mind to think about, oh, wow, all the things that I always kind of wanted to address, but, you know, either just haven't thought about or didn't really have a way to to think about. Um, one one specific example, like, like when we apply a product like our zinc product, uh, oftentimes zinc is just riding along with starter fertilizer and a fertilizer blend. You know, zinc is the most common deficient micronutrient. It's, it's actually not difficult, but uncommon to only target that one nutrient. So with something like Simpass, we can uh, completely target just the needs in any part of the field for that one nutrient instead of having it ride along with the nitrogen or the FOSS or, or you know, P and K, you know, stuff like that. Now, the equipment can be purchased from participating Trimble dealers, AMVAC's development and distribution partner for Simpass. We'll have much more about Simpass technology, the system, the solutions, and everything you need to know on next week's edition of Precision Farming Dealer Podcast. That's it for today's Technology Quarter. Back to you, Kim. Thanks, Noah. With supply chain issues continuing to put pressure on equipment inventories for both dealers and manufacturers, some dealers have found creative ways to serve their customers. During a conference call last month, Stacey Anthony with ACO Dealer Ag Revolution and Fred Lolich with Case IH Dealer Titan Machinery shared how their dealerships are responding to the challenges the supply chain is causing. Anthony compares what he is seeing today to situations he saw several years ago in a previous role traveling to 27 different countries to help a deer dealer set up channels across Europe, Asia, and Central and South America. I used to watch those guys be pretty creative with repairs and uh, they didn't throw away anything, right? And that's kind of where we are right now. We take something off that's wore out. We're not throwing away. We may have to rebuild it and use it and weld on it and 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 create something, remanufacture something new later because uh, all the while the supply chain people tell us that things are getting better uh, at the dealership level. Currently, we're not seeing it yet. And maybe there's a lag time that we need to, <clears throat> to be patient on, but quite honestly, we're still running into lots of issues with with uh, getting the supplies we need, getting the parts we need on time, things like that. So we're rebuilding. Uh, we're going to welding shops. We're going to machine shops. We're taking auger shafts and flightings and things like that. And if you can't get the new one, we're, we're building it new ourselves. So those are taking us back to some unique times, but that's what we're going to do to kind of get through uh, some of these uh, periods until until things get restored. But I think you just kind of got to be a MacGyver right now. You got to navigate through some things we haven't had to do for a long time. Anthony adds that farmers who wanted to make a trade but couldn't get the machine in time are having to make reconditioning decisions to run another year. Farmers are having to fix repairs above what they had anticipated, and the dealership is finding ways to help them accomplish that. Lolich agrees and says Titan has found ways to fix and rebuild equipment when necessary for customers. Just like Stacy said, we're, we're having to pull pull apart, uh, you know, hydraulic cylinders, have them rebuilt, have them to, um, you know, have stuff welded on, re redone, you know, have pumps uh, 
um, fixed and, and stuff where we just can't get, uh, can't get replacements. Um, and it seems like, uh, specifically in forestry and in, in the construction side is they, they, doesn't matter if the machine's 10 hours old or if it's, uh, it's got 10,000 hours, they want it fixed. So if we've got to go to Napa, we'll go to Napa. If we've got to go to a machine shop, we'll go to a machine shop. If we've got to hire a welder, we'll hire a welder. And, uh, the company's been pretty good as, as far as paying for that. Um, just to keep these guys up and running. Now here's Associate Editor Ben Thorpe with a report on why dealers need to be investing in agronomy. Thanks, Kim. In a recent interview with Ag Equipment Intelligence, 360 Yield Center CEO Greg Souter explained why he believes cutting-edge dealers need agronomy to succeed. When asked if he believes the dealership of the future leans more heavily on agronomy, Souter agreed, saying he'd held that view even when he founded Precision Planting in the 90s. We've done that from the very beginning, all the way back. You know, in 1994, we started with Precision. We taught and designed all of our field days and where we would bring dealers, bringing farmers in, and then we would take them into the cornfield and we were teaching agronomy, how a corn plant thinks, how, how nature coordinates with the technology that we we're designing. So from day one, we have been, you can't separate sales and knowledge of what's happening in production agriculture. And we like to live on the bleeding cutting edge. And so there's where you always have to keep your dealers up to speed. And sometimes, uh, you know, our, our equipment sales folks, maybe that don't aren't as comfortable doing agronomy and that side of it, when we lean really hard and help them, we go into the dealerships and we bring our regional managers in and we put trainings on there and really give them, you gotta encourage them and you gotta give them the background so that they're comfortable going out and talking to the professional farmer. Souter adds that the company's new autonomous applicator, the 360 Rain System, requires a different caliber of dealer than its planter-mounted products do. You can watch a video breakdown of the 360 Rain System on the Farm Innovations YouTube channel. Back to you, Kim. Thanks, Ben. This week's data point is brought to you by LaForge. The global farm machinery market is expected to grow from $207.8 billion in 2020 to $291.4 billion in 2025, a rate of 7%. Between 2025 and 2030, a compounded annual growth rate of 5.6% is projected to reach $381.9 billion. As always, we welcome your feedback. You can send comments and story suggestions to kschmidt at lessetermedia.com. Until next time, thanks for joining us.